four, three, two, one. Hello, willkommen, bienvenue, konnichiwa, ni hao, jambo, morhaba. It's time for the Armist Inquisition yet again, episode 262 on Sunday, the 18th of December. I'm Phil. I'm Ben. I'm Matt. And we're very happy to be joined by Antonio Zamora tonight. How are you doing, Antonio? Very well, thank you. Thanks so much for coming. Um, we've um, we touched a little bit on the Carolina base when we had the Cosmic Tusk George mm. Howard on, mm-hmm. but that's ages ago, and... Um, that was like uh, his sort of introduction to this topic of the Younger Dryas and cosmic impacts and stuff like that. So looking forward to sort of digging into the bays specifically and figuring that, it I out. I watched that podcast and um, uh, it was pretty much a monologue. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like. Yeah. <laughs> it means we don't have to do anything. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, you know, it's like Monster Tia talking about the Carolina Bays. You cannot stop because it's really the key to uh, understanding what happened at the end of the Ice Age. And um, uh, I, uh, when I retired, uh, I became interested in uh, geology. And the Carolina Bays fascinated me because of their regular features. And um the um, in 1933 when I, uh, there was a publication uh, that tried to address the problems of why there were these symmetrical features all oriented toward the southwest and um the Proposals were that they were created by a swarm of meteorites. But then when people were looking for meteorite fragments, they couldn't find any. So mm-hmm. that was not... Um, that uh, uh, external... That shower of meteorites turned out to be like fake news. <laughs> and people started suggesting, well, maybe they create, were created by wind and water. Uh, today... Uh, we can um, actually uh, uh, see using LIDAR that the Carolina Bays are quite complex. You know, you can see the overlaps, you can see the raised rims, and uh, something that is common for all of them is that elliptical shape. And, you know, when you take a look, you see the elliptical geometry is the most conspicuous uh, characteristic of the Carolina Bays. They have raised rims, and they are all on on consolidated ground. That means loose uh, dirt. They are all oriented toward the Great Lakes, and they all are within 1,500 kilometers from the Great Lakes. So... uh, 
the ones in Nebraska are called Nebraska rainwater basins. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the orientation, they're oriented toward the Great Lakes, but they are almost like 90 degrees in orientation relative to the ones in the East Coast. Right, so some of these are on the east and some of them on the west, but they're pointing to the same point. That's right, that's right. right. And so this brings up the question of, okay, if they were not uh, from a burst of extraterrestrial shrapnel, what was it? And uh, in 2009, Richard Firestone suggested, hey, you know, uh, the Lake Michigan and um, Hudson Bay in Canada looked like potential locations from where these originated. And in his, uh, in an earlier book, he had uh, mentioned that the ice boulders ejected from an impact on the Laurentide ice sheet had created the base. But then uh, he changed his story um, and um, in uh, 2010, Michael Davies actually started a database of Carolina Bays, and uh, he was able to show that they originated around uh, um, uh, the, the Great Lakes. In uh, he actually put the focus on. Uh, 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 Oh, he put the the focus by Lake uh, Huron, um, and uh, so it, it made it uh, obvious that they were all connected, or they were all uh, from one place. The Firestone uh, did not do any work on the. Carolina Bays, his 2007 paper actually just mentioned the Carolina Bays as a place from where samples were taken. But uh, his major uh, evidence was the microspherules that were, had a large distribution. Right, and these are the, the impact proxies, they call them, isn't the, it? The impact proxies, yes. And uh, when some work was done in South America, they even found these microspherules all the way down to South America in uh, Pilauco, in Chile. And so uh, it's, um, uh, you, you know, it's a very extensive uh, debris field. Um, the one you know, the one thing that cannot be denied is that there is a large platinum anomaly at the younger Dryas boundary. And even though people objected to the microspherules and saying, well, these were from some uh, industrial processes or maybe from some meteorites that are falling uh, constantly uh, during all these meteor showers, but the large platinum anomaly actually um, made it more concrete that yes, there had been an extraterrestrial impact, 
12,900 years ago, you know, and you can see that this platinum distribution is a little bit wide. So people have been saying, well, maybe there was not just one, but there were several and they happened at different times. And so that has been a, um, a project of discussion. You know, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I came into this um, in, in 2011 or so, and by 2017, I published a paper in the journal Geomorphology outlining what I thought was uh, uh, had happened, okay? And I call this the glacier ice impact hypothesis. At first, <coughs> excuse me, I'm just recovering. You've had a bit um, of laryngitis, haven't you? Yeah, yes, yes. First, a meteorite impact on the Laurentide ice sheet ejected ice boulders in ballistic trajectories. And these secondary impacts liquefied on consolidated ground close to the water table. And the oblique impacts on the liquefied ground created inclined conical cavities. And finally, viscous relaxation reduced the depth of the conical cavities to produce shallow elliptical bays. And fortunately, all this can be substantiated with experiments, you know, right. and, that, and that that's one of the things that I have tried to do. Uh, show some experiments that um, um, also supplement some of the experiments that have been performed by Peter Schultz, for example. And... Um, See, let me show you, you know, when, you know, when I say, um, oh, wow, uh, <laughs> exactly. This is why I wanted to show a video. So what's actually, of, what's actually happening in there, Antonio? What's he firing well, into what? Into a sheet of ice. Into See, ice. Uh, right. Professor Peter Schultz said, well, you know, people, people have been asking, where's the creator of this supposedly impact on the Laurentine ice sheet. And Professor Peter Schultz said, well, uh, let's have an experiment and see what happens underneath. And after these impacts on the ice sheet, he found that underneath the surface, there was almost no damage. He said, a little bit of wind and some water and rain will erase all trace of that impact event, which is what happened in the Great Lakes. You know, all the Carolina bays in the Nebraska rainwater basins I pointing toward the Great Lakes, but where is the crater? Mm. Wiped out, we have Great Lakes instead. And I guess, like, when the ice is melting, I mean, that would, the amount of ice, you know, an ice sheet two miles thick is going to wash away a lot of evidence with it of anything that, that made it to the ground, if anything did. That That is absolutely correct. You know, so one, one of the, I tried a couple of experiments uh, one of which was uh, impacts on hard ground, you know, and you can see a piece of ice impacting hard ground fragments into many little pieces because the ice is very brittle and it uh, has low yield strength. And so the piece of ice, his hard ground, it just uh, is like rock covers ice, you know, <laughs> rock triumphs over ice. And... Um, 
But when you take a look at an impact on a liquid, on a viscous surface, it's completely different. That piece of ice stays uh, whole uh, and creates an, an inclined conical cavity. And so then when the inclined conical cavity through viscous relaxation uh, reduces in depth, you end up with an elliptical feature with raised rims. And so uh, my experiments have tried to show that. Um, um, <laughs> see, um, let, let me show you some of the experiments. Okay. Here, for example, I wanted to show uh, that how overlapping bays are made. Uh, you remember that uh, that uh, uh, picture uh, that we have here, okay? Notice we have one little bay overlaid by a by a big bay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, well, how does that happen? Well, it happens like this: when you have um, uh, one impact cavity next to another one, as you have viscous relaxation, they become shallow overlapping base. And, um, you know, depending on the angle, when you view them from above, you know, you, these inclined conical cavities are elliptical. And th this is what we're looking at when you were looking at the LiDAR images. And would the two strikes have uh, would they have needed to happen in quick succession, or can can you determine like the the time difference between the two strikes? Uh, yes. Well, I'll, I'll get to that. You know, when I right. discuss the ballistic trajectories, okay. Cool. Right now, I'm just showing you the mechanisms by which uh, viscous relaxation um, erases some of the traces of the impact. Like, for example. Uh, one, some of the critics have said, well, the Carolina Bays don't have any uh, shattering or any disturbed uh, foundation, which indicates that they were um, impacts. Well, and the reason for that is the following. <coughs> when a projectile uh, creates a conical cavity, and then you have viscous relaxation, the Conical cavity is restored from the bottom up. There is a high pressure at the lower levels that starts closing up. And then as the, the closing of the cavity progresses, the stratigraphy is restored. And so here it shows you one, two, three, four. And that is basically the way in which uh, that happens. And then we also have uh, irregular bays. And when I when I looked at these, I had a hard time figuring out how did this happen? How can you have all this irregular base all looking like guitar picks? And then I looked at the uh, levels uh, uh, and I noticed all of these Carolina bays, 
give higher terrain toward the deformed portion. In other words, they were formed on a hill and when the, the ground was liquefied, the ground on the top of the hill flowed into the cavity. And I said, okay, can I test that? And sure, I can test that. You know, when you have an experiment, an elliptical cavity, and then you tilt the ground as if it had been formed on an inclined terrain, you end up with um, some uh, of the viscous material flowing into the cavity, uh, destroying that elliptical shape. And, and here on the lower left, you have the reason why. The inclina inclination uh, in the um, penetration funnel is greater on the uphill side than on the downhill side. And as the ground flows downhill, it flows faster in the, into the uphill side, resulting in the distorted bay. Yeah, it makes absolute sense, doesn't it? Mm. Oh, well, you know, one of the criticisms of the wind and water hypothesis, um, <coughs> you know, this this is an experiment performed by Raymond Kaczorowski and uh, put in a report in 1977. The report was never published in a peer-reviewed publication, but he tried to say, well, they were formed by wind and water, and he said a, um, a fan blowing across a circular pool, but he didn't just put it blowing in one direction. <laughs> he started blowing in one direction, and then he switched it to the other side. And so he, he got some arrows showing where the wind direction. Well, this is not something that happens in nature. And the Carolina Bays are not pointy structures like he has shown here. <clears throat> so uh, I think that the impact hypothesis is more reasonable than... Uh, the wind and water hypothesis. We can model more of the features that we see in the Carolina Bays. You know, something else uh, that I did was to show that indeed the Carolina Bays are elliptical. And I have a program <coughs> which is on GitHub that actually fits an ellipse to Carolina base. And so here you can see the data points along the Carolina Bay, and then they fit into a very nice ellipse. So you cannot say, oh, these are oval or whatever. They are ellipses. They are conic sections. <coughs> how many how many bays are there, Antonio? Has anyone counted <laughs> them all? <coughs> Excuse me. An estimate from 1952 uh, from Professor Prouty indicated that there were half a million, but this was before LIDAR. Oh, my God. <laughs> now with LIDAR, uh, we can say that there are millions and millions. Wow. Can, we, you, know, can you give us an idea of scales? So like the, the smallest uh, ones yeah, to the biggest uh, ones? The number, five, 
this was this one has a scale here. Uh, it has the scale at the bottom of this slide says 541 meters. So this this one uh, actually in the ellipse says major axis 917 meters. So that's almost a kilometer. Can you imagine? See, that's being almost one kilometer. Mm. It's raining a million ginormous <laughs> ice boulders. <laughs> so can can I just clarify in my own head here? So um, we're saying something hit the 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 ice sheet and then it exploded loads of ice boulders into the sky. Right. Then they hit the ground. These ice boulders and because they're made of ice, they liquefy the soil and the ground, basically. Yes. Right. Okay. And, and uh, let let me show you. Um, See, there are uh, programs that help you calculate projectile size from crater diameter. Okay. These programs were uh, derived from explosions of ammunition and um, mining and so forth. And so when we apply these equations, which is a power law scaling, we can see that a Carolina Bay of um, one kilometer would be made by a nice boulder uh, with a size like Yankee Stadium. Wow. <laughs> 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 oh my yeah. God. Ex exactly, exactly. You know? Uh, Do you know including all the bleachers, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know um, what is the... Oh, I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, but what is the furthest distance away from like the suspected impact site? Do you know that? Uh, yes. Well, the fact that we have, uh, before we go here, let me mm. just tell okay, you something. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Notice how the energy calculated for this impact that creates a one kilometer um, Carolina Bay is 3.03 .03 megatons. <laughs> megatons. Mm. Now, the Hiroshima bomb was like 20 kilotons. Mm. So this is much, much bigger mm. uh, energy. Would and that be would that be three million tons of TNT? <laughs> three mega is million. Three million tons of TNT. Mm. Just for that one crater. Wow. Yes. One of crazy, isn't it? <laughs> the amount of energy in in that is unbelievable. Right. And now Notice, if we take a look at the equivalent uh, magnitude, like an earthquake magnitude, this would be equivalent to a 7.8 magnitude earthquake. Wow. <laughs> and this is important mm. because uh, earthquakes of magnitude 6.3 mm. or 6.0 or higher liquefy uh, unconsolidated soil. And in the earthquake in Christchurch, New Zealand, in February 2011, we saw the effects of this. You know, those cars started sinking into the vibrating ground wow. from the earthquake. And so when you have, if I can show that a, <clears throat> the impact of a, an ice boulder uh, is of magnitude 6.0 or higher, I know that the ground was liquefied. And so it turns out that any Carolina Bay of 
200 meters or bigger had that much energy. Mm. Wow. Now, uh, you were asking, how do we know a lot of this? <laughs> Since we have a convergence point, either at Lake Michigan or uh, <laughs> some other point around the Michigan Peninsula, like Saginaw Bay, we can measure the distance and then from the width to length ratio of the Carolina Bay, we can tell the angle at which it impacted. Mm. So uh, le let me show you another slide for a minute here. See, this is uh, shows the elliptical base. <clears throat> and if you take the sine of the angle is equal to the width to length ratio, okay? So we can calculate the angle of impact from um, the uh, width to length ratio of the Carolina Bay. And, and to show you, you were asking about the size. Here is a, a, a pig farm <laughs> illustrated on the bottom right next to some Carolina Bays. And those are eight buildings. You know, you, you, these are huge. Yeah, and anything uh, bigger than 200 meters is like a six-point uh, right, Richter-scale right. earthquake yeah. when it hits the ground. <laughs> so um, the interesting thing about this is that um, from the Bay geometry, which gives you the angle of impact and the distance to the point of origin, um, which is Saginaw Bay or is uh, Lake Michigan, we can have ballistic equations that can give us the projectile speed, the height of the trajectory, and the flight time. <clears throat> and then with the yield equations, we can calculate the energy. And then using the uh, law of conservation of energy, we can actually figure out uh, the energy of the extraterrestrial impact. If we know, if we do this for all the Carolina base. <laughs> oh, right. That would take a while. Uh, it'll <laughs> See, take a while. There's a million but, of but them. This is the, the empowerment of the laws of physics. It, but if you say that the Carolina base were made by wind and water, then uh, you just wave your hands and yeah. uh, uh, you don't... Advanced science. Yeah, or, or or beavers, Antonio. Aren't beavers a contender? It's, excuse me? Beavers. Ziggy down on the chat is saying that uh, some of the mainstream were claiming that beavers were making the, the base oh, as well. Oh, oh. No, no. Uh, I, I had a YouTube... <laughs> um, a YouTube uh, video on that. But beavers only make uh, their um, uh, nests... Along streams, some of these Carolina bays are not in any stream whatsoever. Mm. <coughs> yeah, I think that's a so, bit of a weak argument. Could it be giant cats? <laughs> they look a bit like paw prints. <laughs> you know, spawning fish, yes, spawning fish. <laughs> and, but see, uh, here we can see the launch speeds for different distances. So 
we can calculate that the speeds were from three to about four kilometers per second. Mm. See, that's about, what is it, seven times the speed of sound or so? Oh, mm. my God. Yeah, so it's like some of these uh, new ballistic rockets that they are <laughs> playing with in uh, in the time of flight from about six minutes to about nine minutes. So this tells you one thing. This helps to tell the story. You have the extraterrestrial impact. And then ice uh, boulders are um, ejected as shown in that video uh, from uh, Professor Schultz. And six minutes after that initial impact, you start having all this Carolina base being formed. You have this uh, three minutes of terror where you have a constant <laughs> rain of impacts. Well, flattening hang on. Oh, the oh, sorry, Antonio. Are we, are we saying that they were all formed inside three minutes? Yes. <laughs> A million? Well, well, you know, what would that, how, this, what would that have sounded what, like? This is what the ballistic equations tell us, okay? Mm. It's like, you know, I, I cannot make stuff up like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the ballistic equations tell us if you have a distance of 1,000 kilometers at an angle of 35 with a launch speed of 3.2, which is what it get, takes to take it out there, that flight time is six minutes. And if you have a distance of 1,470 kilometers at a launch angle of 45 degrees, uh, you're going to need a launch speed of 3.8 kilometers per second, and that flight time is going to be 9.1 minutes it's going to go a lot higher you can see this goes 368 kilometers above the surface of the earth that's almost as far as the international space station you know oh <laughs> you're going to shoot down the little satellites with all this debris <laughs> flying up yeah. i just can't this is just <laughs> blowing my mind we're talking about something like 300,000 Czar bombers going off in a minute <laughs> per minute for three minutes. I mean, it's just mind blowing. I can't believe that anyone survived this. Well, mm. you know, this is why in the cover of my book, I chose this picture. Okay. Let me show it to you. Mm -hmm. Um, um Let's see. Oh, I, I moved that one down. Okay. There'll be a link in the show notes, by the way. Anyone listening, if you want to uh, check out Antonio's book, just scroll down to the show notes and you can uh, find a copy there on Amazon. Yeah. Look, look at this landscape. Interesting. You can see it there as well, can't you? Now, look at the... Scale mark at the bottom, five kilometers. And that Carolina Bay next to that uh, um, scale mm. is four kilometers. I calculated that that large uh, Carolina Bay was formed by a boulder 
measuring around 800 meters in diameter. Mm -hmm. yeah. 800 meters. Crazy. Now I'm guessing because of the amount of, of I'm guessing because of the amount of bays. That... You know, we're talking about enormous amounts of ice, mm. huge ice pieces being put one right after another. Yeah. Uh, and, sorry, I was just going to say these these ice pieces. These I'm taking it that these are displacement ice from the ice sheet. They're not part of the comet itself. Uh, right. This just comes from the ice sheet. Right. You know, the, the comet hits the ice sheet. It ejects all these pieces of ice, as shown in that video from Professor Schultz. And those pieces of ice come six minutes after that initial impact and start liquefying the ground, mm. creating this viscous ground. Any animal, any person in there gets mired in this muck. They mm. cannot run. They can, And then they get hit by an ice, iceberg, you know? I mean, it kind of explains why, you know, mainstream anthropology, I guess, kind of says that we came over the Bering Strait because you would think that everyone in North America would have been wiped out of, you know, below the, the ice sheet <laughs> from, uh, yes. as a result of this, you would have thought, wouldn't you? Right, right. But you know, they, they can look at this picture and say, okay, where could I hide that would not wipe me out? You just go to, go to that pig farm. And <laughs> 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 uh, no, you you'd be wiped out, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and then following <laughs> this, you have the younger Dryas. Mm. One thousand three hundred years of cold weather. Yeah. Because of the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The impact winter, you know, from. Mm. Yeah, so I'm guessing as well as like these big boulders that are forming the bays, there would have been a lot of sort of just water vapor and then cloud formation for years and years after that. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, people have asked me, what, you know, how do you know that these uh, were formed by ice, you know? Ice will melt and uh, it'll evaporate. Uh, as a matter of fact, a professor uh, said, well, you know, uh, once you have an impact, all the ice just evaporates. No, 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 no. As a matter of fact, in order to show that, I ran an experiment. You know, this is the nice thing about geology. Uh, you can experiment and see what is the truth. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so, okay, I looked at how long it would take uh, for an ice boulder to come through the atmosphere. We, the atmosphere is 100 kilometers thick, okay? And then at a speed of three uh, kilometers per second, you can just divide it out, find out how long it takes for the ice boulder to come through the atmosphere, you know? And so I said, okay, it's just like um, uh, the re-entry of one of these uh, space shuttles, and so they, which gets to temperatures of about 1,900 degrees Celsius. Okay, I can do that, you know, with this blowtorch. That's about the same temperature as uh, the reentry from space. And so I said, okay, one minute of reentry, you know, to come all the way down, how much ice will melt? 
I could not believe it. It was only 10% melted. Wow. What happens is a blowtorch or, or an airstream uh, that is uh, going against the ice boulder creates uh, a plasma or of ice uh, vapor which protects the ice. And so, you know, and ice takes a lot of calories to melt, you know. So uh, what's going to happen, you have this uh, wave front or shock front that, um, and maybe that ice block is rotating as it comes down through space. And so it's rounding out the rough pieces. It's breaking up, maybe colliding with other ice uh, boulders. And so, um, but you also have the the the, the streaming, the slip streaming, where one big boulder coming, or one small boulder coming after a big boulder, uh, that other boulder is not going to have much resistance, a resistance, and so you're going to end up with uh, less evaporation, and you're going to have a lot of these smaller uh, boulders actually reaching the ground instead of just vaporizing in in the atmosphere. So, uh, you know, the, the numbers are really mind-blowing. Um, you were asking about survivability, and you know, this is a sample of Carolina Bays in Marlboro County in South Carolina. And notice the overlaps. A overlaps B, which overlaps C, mm. and A overlaps D, and E, and F, and G is a little bit separate. Okay. Now, by measuring these, you know, here are the measurements. Like A has a width of 881 uh, meters and a length of 1,378 meters. That's 1. 1.4 kilometers, okay? So these are huge chunks of ice coming down and, you know, bigger than Yankee Stadium making uh, A, B, and C. And then you have the smaller chunks, um, you know, like uh, D would be equivalent to... Uh, the Rose Bowl, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> the Rose Bowl coming down on top of you. Well, anyway, when you add the energy of all this um, impact, you end up with 7.95 megatons per square kilometer. <laughs> you know, eight megatons per square kilometer. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and we have saturation bombardment. This is just one small kilometer area uh, of South Carolina. Wow. You know, you're talking of just an enormous amount of energy going down. And uh, so um, the thing that happens uh, is um, it, I, I want to show here. Um, this is that paper by 
uh, Firestone and, and 25 co-authors that introduced the younger driest impact hypothesis. And they said, well, there is a black layer that marks this event. And this is where they've been, you know, below this layer, you have the megafauna. Above this layer, no megafauna, no Clovis people. So this was an extinction event. And then it's uh, right before the black mat, or you end up with um, uh, all these microspherules uh, that were reported by uh, Firestone. And the, the interesting thing is that the black mat is on the west side of the United States. <laughs> Look at this map. This is a publication by Vance Haynes, where he shows the black mats. How many are on the East Coast? Not very many. And so I said, this is interesting. Why is that? And so I put a circle of 1,500 kilometers centered on Saginaw Bay, which is what Michael Davis proposed as the impact point of the extraterrestrial uh, comet. And you see, hey, most of this black mat is outside that area of high bombardment. Why is that? Well, you know, it's like when you have an avalanche, you have this cloud of dust, snow dust, that drifts way beyond, beyond where the uh, main avalanche ends. And here you're having a bombardment of ice boulders hitting the surface. Um, in the hard ground, they are crashing against each other, creating shards. <coughs> shards of ice, ice powder, which drifts along and starts smothering the vegetation like a, a deep, heavy snow. And the black mats are not from burning. The black mats are created from diatoms and fungi. So for the 1,300 years that the Younger Dryas event lasted, you have uh, uh, this, for the first 200 years or whatever, you have this uh, vegetation covered by the ice powder which basically just rots, creates a black mat, and then uh, it gets overlaid by more dust to create the, the modern covering. And what is interesting also, as I said, you know, people have been saying, well, you know, the megafauna didn't die by uh, extraterrestrial impact. Uh, they died, died by climate change, but there's another theory that says the incoming people through Beringia killed them. Yeah, overkill. <laughs> you know, the, the, these humans with their Clovis uh, points were such super predators that they killed all the fauna, the camels and the um, short-faced bears and the lions and the saber-toothed tigers and the mammoths. 
Well, they were that hungry. Once they made it over, they were really hungry. So they had to eat everything over a hundred pounds. That's how you get giants. <laughs> but see, people are trying to prove it, okay? In yep. this paper, in Nature Communications, is trying to see where were the people and where were the megafauna remains. But notice, in essence, the conclusion of the paper was, well, you know, there is not enough evidence to say that the humans really killed the megafauna. But what is important here is notice, look at North Carolina, the east coast of the U.S., North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. How many fossils of megafauna do you find there? Zero. It's a blank slate. Now, when we go back to... Um, you know, when we look back at, at this story of the eight megatons per square kilometer, what does eight megatons per square kilometer do to megafauna? It grinds them up into a pulp, and this in, which is indistinguishable from the soil. I mean, like you know, put a mammoth or two in the blender, hit it with more ice, and you have a megafauna smoothie. <laughs> Sounds lovely, that, doesn't it? <laughs> and so th this is what happened. Th this is what happened in the East Coast, you know, where the bombardment was so severe. You know, uh, there, there are no megafauna remains in North Carolina, South Carolina. This was where this was eight megatons mm. per square kilometer, you know. And so, uh, uh, you know, uh, all, all this is evidence, you know, you can make a story like I have made that uh, the ice bombardment killed the megafauna in this 1,500 kilometer area. Further back, and here you can see California. A lot of remains there. Why? It was far away from the impact site. And so there could have been survivors out there. They were protected by the uh, mountains, you know, from some of this harsh wind and so forth. So these survivors that stayed out on the West Coast eventually proliferated or came back into this uh, devastated area. And, uh, you know, the Clovis gave way to the Folsom culture. Wow. So, uh, you know, I find that the, uh, this saturation bombardment is really a terrible, terrible thing. And, you know, people, oh. some people are saying, oh, did you give a question? I've just thought, I mean, presumably some of these stadium-sized ice cubes would have landed in the oceans as well. And think about oh, the havoc yes. that would wreak with tsunamis uh, and stuff like that. Well, I, I thought about that, okay? You know, what happens is you don't have like one great wave, like when you have uh, a, um, a tectonic plate sinking, okay? So you end up with... Do not end up with a tsunami. Instead, 
you get bombardment, 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 and you get a lot of ripples, some of which interfere with each other. So you end up with a very rough sea, Just but you don't end up with a tsunami. Really? They'll, they'll sort of cancel each other out then, because there's that uh, many. Uh, yes, yes. And, and, you know, the the Atlantic coast was within range of these um, uh, ice boulders. And so, but right now, the east coast, the current east coast, is like 190 kilometers further west than it was at the time of this impact. Because at that time, the sea level was like 140 meters um, lower the current uh, sea level. Yeah. Wow. The the you know. When people say, well, some of this Carolina base could have been formed a long time ago, and some people have suggested like maybe 740,000 years ago. But I look at the current erosion. Like, for example, in the book by uh, in 1942 book uh, by Johnson, here's a picture. And on the left side is a satellite image from 2020, 2020. So in these years, notice what has happened to the rims. They have almost disappeared. In no time, you know, in half a century. Well, well yeah. So uh, how old are the Carolina Bays? They cannot be that old. If you have this much a change in, like... Uh, what is it like 78 years? Yeah. Uh, you you cannot, um, they cannot be very old, you know. And by saying that they are like 12,900 years old, uh, that's probably about right, you know, just based on the evidence of uh, erosion. Now then, now then, Antonio, would this affect the sort of calculations when it comes to? deriving the impact velocities and stuff because it seems that they will have changed the the bays that we see today will have looked different 12,000 years ago. Uh, it, what we're seeing from the erosion is not a change in the size of the bays. What we're seeing is a change in the uh, prominence of the um, elevated uh, shoulders or the raised rims. Right. Those raised rims are being dissolved or incorporated by vegetation, but the size of the bay it has not changed. Right, that makes sense. So it doesn't affect your calculations in that regard. Uh, right, right. Cool. <clears throat> so, um, <coughs> now, uh, what happened after the Younger Dryas? Um, well, I ran into a paper that discussed a Y-chromosome bottleneck. And, you know, the paper said, well, we have found a Y-chromosome bottleneck, and this is due to cultural changes. And they were saying, well, there were harems and, you know, domination by some people that did not let others reproduce. And so um, they 
um, by, by having this culture uh, of uh, restricted births, this created uh, a reduction in the, or this created the white bottle, Y chromosome bottleneck. But when you take a look, and this happened in Central Asia, it happened in Europe, it happened in South Asia, it happened in, in uh, a little bit in Africa, but you can see that everything started right at the younger driest boundary. And initially, it's, it starts dropping slowly, and then it, the Y chromosome bottleneck really starts. And it actually is at the deepest level about five uh, or six to 7,000 years ago. Wow. Now, there is a paper by um, that shows that cold weather inhibits births of males um, <laughs> because they die in utero, okay? So you have, really? oh yes, yes. As a matter of fact, you know, let me first show you this diagram. The mitochondrial DNA doesn't show any decrease. You know, you see 12,900, you see 10,000 uh, year ago mark, and there is no decrease in mitochondrial DNA. So this is why it said, well, only the males uh, were restricted. But um, uh, take a look at this slide. <coughs> see, 12,900 years ago, uh, you can see there's a, actually starting around 20,000 years, which is the end of the ice age, you know, when you started having the um, um, meltwater pulses like 1A. One, one one a, a. Yeah, but meltwater pulse 1A right around here, okay, at the $14,000, uh, 14,000 year mark. And, but see, then the younger dryas, the ratio of women to men goes to <laughs> 17 to 1. Can you imagine that? 17 women? Sounds ace. <laughs> but see, the question is, okay, how did the population keep on growing? Mm. Well, you know, it turns out that there were many happy men then, <laughs> even though there were few. You know, this is the only explanation. You know, one man can make 17 women pregnant. Mm. I can and do so 20. <laughs> <laughs> And so the population keeps increasing, even though there are fewer men. Mm. Uh, this chart also shows us, um, notice 70,000 years ago. Oh, what happened there? Ah, the Toba <laughs> volcanic eruption. eruption. Oh, wow. You remember, they, it has been said that when Toba volcanic eruption occurred, the number of breeding pairs of may have been reduced to 10,000. Yeah. And so it's written in our genes. This is the, our, our genome is indicating that this Toba was a, a real event, you know, yeah. that actually affected humans. And, you know, again, with some lag time, 
that ratio of females to males goes to six to one. And so it looks like the male uh, genome is really fragile. And um, uh, cold weather really uh, affects the human male ratio. That's amazing. Uh, I've never heard mm, that before. Turns out we were the weakest sex all along. Yeah, we are the weakest sex. <laughs> yeah. You're, You're not kidding. <laughs> Here, this chart shows the younger dryads, the YDB, okay? And the following, it has been overlaid with this chart of the female-to-male ratio. And you can see that as the beginning of agriculture, uh, this is when uh, this ratio was the highest. And so it means that the women farmers really helped our civilization. Uh, there have been some studies in, in South America showing that uh, women were hunters uh, and that they were buried with uh, hunter kids. Mm -hmm. And so um, the women uh, took over many functions uh, during this uh, hard times, you know, before the Holocene, do you think there's any? Do you think there could be other factors as well? I'm thinking about uh, hunting uh, and predation and war and things like that, which would have pushed the uh, the ratio down for us blokes. Well, there's also cannibalism, you know. Cannibalism. You, <laughs> you know. You get younger, you look too good, you know? <laughs> or, or people die, they freeze to death. And hey, you know, we cannot let this go to waste. Mm -hmm. So uh, cannibalism is not out of the question. Wow. Um, you know, when there is great need, nothing goes to waste. In looking at the Carolina base, uh, we had... You know, I I have like 5,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel. And one of them, Eric Brown, found this in Oklahoma, in Tulsa, near Tulsa. And when I looked at it, I said, wow, uh, these rims have been manicured. You know, they, they, are, they are not the natural... Um, chaotic uh, from an impact. Somebody has uh, actually uh, modified them. And then I looked and I saw these lines inscribed to the left of the ellipse. And when I coordinated that with uh, using the NOAA uh, solar calculator, I found out that the bis bisecting this angle of, of this uh, um, these lines that are carved points to this summer solstice and the lines that are horizontal actually are the vernal and autumnal equinoxes. There was no line for the winter solstice, but it turns out that it's at 90 degrees to this line, the upper line that is inclined from the, um, uh, along tangent to the upper part of the ellipse. 
And so it turns out that this is a, summer, a uh, solar observatory in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, we have contacted some uh, um, geologists, some uh, uh, archaeologists, and we're trying to contact some Native Americans to see if there are any legends or anything that says anything about this site. The ellipse itself is as big as a little bit bigger than the Rose Bowl. So like 300 meters or something like that. So it's huge. And um, in order to show that it's not just not a, a human artifact, I, I went and I found one more elliptical basin in Oklahoma. So um, apparently, you know, the story that I'm telling about this is that some ice boulder ejected from uh, Saginaw Bay or Lake Michigan came down and crashed into uh, and made an inclined conical cavity that became this elliptical feature. And then some Native Americans recognized it as being uh, something special and built a solar observatory around it. So, you know, right now there's a lot of archaeological work that needs to be done on this one. But it's one of the interesting things about having a website or a YouTube channel that talks about the Carolina base because you never know what you're going to find. You know, something interesting always pops up. Cool. Now, uh, some people have been saying <coughs> there were multiple impacts all the way down, causing all these meltwater pulses and sea level rise. And um, when I looked at the melt pulse, meltwater pulse 1A, um, I, you know, which is caused by the uh, Lake Missoula flooding in the Pacific nor Northwest. You know, all this, um, not badlands, but they call it, all, all this flooded area was subject to a great cataclysm, um, which, uh, inundation and um, which devastated the region. And right now you have a lot of um, uh, rocks that were carried within the ice boulders that ended up here. You have a lot of those erratic boulders and um, uh, coulees that, that were carved by the running water. And when people suggest an impact or may have released the water for this, I always come up against the fact that the British Columbia and the Yukon um, have a lot of volcanoes and you have the Pacific plate pushing against the American plate or subducting under the American plate. And from time to time we have like um, this uh, uh, volcanic eruptions 
uh, Monster and Helens and so forth. And um, it is not unlikely that a volcanic eruption under the Cordilleran ice sheet released the water to fill Lake uh, Missoula and uh, Lake Columbia to create those, uh, to fill, fill those lakes that later created uh, or devastated the Northwest, uh, Pacific Northwest Territory. Right, so the, the theory is that they were held back by like an ice dam and then eventually uh, yeah. the waters bust <clears throat> yeah, through. Yes, yes, but, but, you know, you cannot invoke this extraterrestrial impacts all the time, you know, and there is a, a more plausible info, uh, explanation in volcanism, you know, and this happens in Iceland all the time. You have, um, they have a special name, Kaiser Fultz, or I, I forget what they call them, where uh, some uh, volcanic eruption actually melts a glacier and you have the glacier melt water creating flooding. And, you know, if you look at what's happening in Iceland, that's happening all the time. Yeah, it's just a uh, question of scale, I guess, with the Missoula floods. Uh, yes, yes. And so, uh, basically, that's all that I have, you know. And uh, um, a lot of my... Uh, my YouTube channel has a lot of videos with different aspects uh, of the uh, Carolina Bays and the questions about that people have brought up, how did this happen or how did that happen? Mm. And I have tried to answer them because, you know, a, a hypothesis cannot be a good hypothesis if it cannot answer the questions that are uh, brought up uh, against it, you know. It has to be able to hold up. Otherwise, it's not a good hypothesis. True. Yeah, there's there's loads of good stuff on your YouTube channel. The link will be in the show notes as usual. And I like the video you did just now. You, you've you've waded into the ancient apocalypse debate as well. <laughs> yes. You know, uh, <laughs> sometimes I, I look at... You know, like I looked at this um, Y chromosome bottleneck, which is really not Carolina Bay, but it's related to the cataclysm. And when I see, when I think that the, the humans have been around for 200,000 years, and I think that the historians say that the culture is only like 10,000 years old, I say, what were these people doing with intelligence like ours and ambitions like ours doing for 190 years, 190,000 years, with just twiddling their thumbs, you know? No, of course not, you know? They, you know, they had to come up with Toba. They had, they had to survive cataclysms like, um, you know, a cataclysm like what uh, uh, I have mentioned here. It just wipes out, you know, all your culture. It wipes out uh, everything that you have. You know, there's nothing left. You, you cannot even dig and find anything. Just just look at this. Disasters with tornadoes in Florida or uh, uh, Louisiana. 
people are just wiped out. And, uh, you know, they go and at least they can dig a few things that are not buried. But when you have this bombardment that kills everything, including vegetation, buries everything, and makes it into a pulp, there's nothing there. The only people that could be here are those that came from outside, from the West, where there was a possibility of surviving the cataclysm. You know, or from anybody... The, or from the South, I guess. From the South, yes. Yeah. Wow. So... Well, uh, this has been uh, fascinating, Antonio. Mm. I really, I really like the way you put the scale on it. The way you know to try and get your head around how just how cataclysmic this would have been. You know, it's uh, <laughs> so cataclysm. Terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Love it. Mm. Yeah, amazing. Thank you, Antonio. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've... well, thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's it's great. I really appreciate your time. We've uh, we've done an hour and ten already, so we should probably let you go and get on with your day. Uh, well, uh, thank you very much. But yeah, it's been a pleasure. And um, check out the links in the show notes, chaps. <coughs> check yep. out the book, YouTube channel. Follow uh, Antonio on Twitter. Yep, all the links are there. And uh, we'll be we'll sign off now. We'll be back in ten minutes or so for part two. But uh, just stay on the line for us one minute, Antonio. Okay. And uh, we'll see the rest of you very shortly. Ta-ra. Bye. Mm. Bye. Right, then we're back. The dwarf, the cripple, and the mother of madness. This is our chat with Antonio Zamora. Terrifying, our terrifying chat with uh, Anthony Zamora. Is he related Antonio. to... Antonio. Antonio Zamora. Bobby Zamora. I don't yeah. think he is related no. to him. We no. should have asked. We should have. That was the burning questions. Yeah, so uh, check out the show notes. You can find Antonio's book there with, like, um, his, his, what would you call it? His, uh, not piece, piece de resistance? Magnum opus. His magnum, de, magnum opus day. His terrifying <laughs> theory of a million <laughs> atom bombs. Yeah, the links are in the show notes. I'll tell you what will really put a dampener on your day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> getting the ground being liquefied by <laughs> getting I, an ice cube the size of the Yankee Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah travelling three times the speed of sound. Yeah. You worry about traffic on the M6. Oh. Jesus. So it wasn't that the water was melting and liquefying the ground. It was the vibrations of the impacts that were liquefying, yeah. causing a liquefying effect. In the ground. And then hey. when it stops, it solidifies again. Yeah. So you're just trapped with like an arm and a face at the ground. Yeah, eight megatons, one of the uh, explosions, I think, was, wasn't it? I wonder what the Tsar bomber was in megatonnage. It's rubbish. My first PC was 16 megatons. Oh, no, wait a minute. Something else. Megabytes. Megabytes. Oh. It's like one of those things where I think I would rather be um, vaporized and buried. Pulped, he said, didn't he? Pulped. You wouldn't be vaporized. Would pulped. you not want to watch the first few from a distance? <clears throat> you go, whoa. And, and then, then one land on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you don't want to survive that, really, and no. be a cannibal. No. But if you make it through that, 17 to 1, with the old well, hairy, hairy armpit ladies. 
I was uh, I was just thinking as well that I'm just wondering because he kind of said that that, that did that peter out that seventeen to one ratio ratio about seven thousand years ago. Is that what he said? Seventy. Seventy thousand. Oh no, no, sorry. No, yes. Yeah, six thousand six to seven thousand years, I think he said, yeah. So there's like there's some stuff, isn't there, about, you know, some early civilizations being matriarchal. So you it makes me wonder whether, you know, the the, the numerical advantage that women may or by the looks of it enjoyed for thousands of years that that may have led to that kind of society. You see, you think they would venerate the male because they were in well, such yeah. short supply and they were required for mating. Yeah, I know you would, but, you know. But not. No, because <laughs> no, that goes against my theory. Yeah, no. <laughs> So it's wrong. Yeah, the men were spent. Didn't have the energy to lead. Well, that's the other thing, isn't it? If you're like having to have sex with 17 women and keep 17 women happy... Oh, my God. I'm thinking about it. I had some out of TV this afternoon. <laughs> exactly. I so, really didn't want could to. you not find a woman? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to watch Home Alone. It's just, you know, you want that ratio back up to 17 to 1. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, should we move on? Yes. Yeah. Let's do some headlines. Let's see what I've got. Show me. Show me what you got. Headlines of the week. Norwegian filmmaker faces up to three years in prison for saying men can have been lesbians. Can he be lesbians? Can he be lesbians, man? Three years. Oh, Oh, yeah. I've got a new story associated. Was he dressed as a Nazi or something? Oh, <laughs> how dare you assume her gender? Oh, gosh. Oh, Closing arguments continue in the trial against a Finnish member of parliament. She is facing a hate speech. She, Matthew, she is facing each charge after she quoted scripture from the Bible on homosexuality. Our chief religion correspondent, Lauren Green, has more, and freedom of speech in Finland has a different definition than it has here. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, John. Well, you know, the Bible is the biggest selling book of all time, translated in part or whole into more than 3,000 languages. Yeah, absolute smash hit, isn't it? The old KJV, (laughs) the old King James Version. Boom. Mm. Rock all the records. Baivi Rasunan, a Finnish member of parliament, says her trial is really about whether or not it is a crime to believe in what the Bible says about gender and marriage. And those closing arguments this week in Helsinki at Rasunan's trial, she's charged with three counts of hate speech. And it started in 2019 when Rasunan tweeted to her Lutheran minister questioning the church's support of the gay pride parade, quoting verses from the Bible as her reasoning. The exchange ignited a national debate where all of Rossinen's writings and interviews were scrutinized. She was even questioned by police for 13 hours. And the publisher of a pamphlet written by Rossinen is also on trial, and the writing's title quotes the Bible. A separate hearing today determines if it should be banned. If the court... This is the uh, MP being interviewed. So they're, so they're actually... Talking about banning the Bible. <clears throat> yeah, they're actually kind of thinking about, you know... Whether this should be eliminated. Well, well, it's like once you get into this murky realm of hate speech laws, who dictates what's hateful? Mm. Well, it turns out that some people would find the Bible quite hateful. So maybe it has to go. Maybe you can't publish it. There are a lot of killings in the Bible, aren't there? Yeah. uh, I don't think the article said 
well, I couldn't see anyway what was the specific quote, but there's a there's quite well known from uh, quite well known one from um, Paul's first letter to the Romans, right. where he says something about hi guys, <laughs> hi guys, something about you know maybe you shouldn't be homosexual, maybe that would be a sin, right? Okay, you know, I've just he's, been, he's I've like just been the, thinking about something. What? That's that's Paul. He's just been thinking about something. <laughs> yeah, and it's like quote. you know. Maybe, um, you know, maybe homosexuality should be a sin. And I'll put it out there, Romans. <laughs> Save some men for the rest of us, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they cut that bit out. <laughs> besides to ban my pamphlet, then the Bible should also be banned because they have the same message. And that's why I, I think that this is, this is very dangerous. The case has attracted international attention. American pastor Andrew Brunson, who was held in a Turkish prison for two years for his Christian faith, traveled to Finland to support Rosinen. And we reached out to the prosecuting attorney who declined to comment on the case. And a ruling is expected March 30th. And Rosinen is facing two, a two-year sentence plus a fine. John? Uh, Lauren Green for us with the latest on that from New York. Lauren, thank you. Check out Lauren Green's Lighthouse. Yeah, up to two years in jail plus a fine. Quite strange. <clears throat> I mean, what does that say for the practicing of religion then? And like, you know, sometimes I go to a Catholic church um, and they read passages... Bigot. From, ...from the Bible. Um, I don't remember any... They won't read... I bet they don't read those passages, <laughs> that's though. What I, that's what I was going to say. I don't They're remember... They're rather selective. I don't remember them reading, you know, anything and that kind of said that, that gays were bad or anything like that. No. Um, but it's it, then it, 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 you know, if you ban, <laughs> you have a discussion about banning the Bible or editing it, then then surely that moves then to oh right okay well we've got all these churches and they kind of read from the Bible every week or every day if I have a mass every day. Um, what do we do about that? Yeah, and uh, you know, it's to take that example, it's Paul. I mean, I don't. I'm not aware of any passages where JC himself is saying anything on the subject about homosexuality. <clears throat> no. Not that I'm aware of. This is Paul, who's mm. sort of the founder of the, the Universal the church. church, the Catholic Church. So, mm. what did George and Ringo say? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Mate. <laughs> Something about an octopus in a garden. Yeah. I play the drums. Sounds plausible. Is that in Revelations? <laughs> I play the fool. <laughs> Ah, oh, it's wild. Yeah. International it's... travel as well. You'll have to put on different hats. You go into different areas. So you're or or wear no hats at all. That's the other side of it. Just but then if you go into a an area that is very religious and you say, Well, I I don't you know, subscribe to all that nonsense, then that's just as bad as subscribing to some other nonsense that isn't the nonsense that those guys are into. Mm. So it's an absolute ideas, isn't it? Right? It's all about you know what ideas are correct. We need another lockdown to sort this out. <laughs> How about just stop making stupid laws, man? <laughs> just stop making stupid laws about what people can say. Mm. Gosh, there'll be there'll be it'll be thought crimes next. Ah, oh, yes, can't wait for that telescreen to be installed. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Scientists create a vaccine against fentanyl. Oh. Researchers hope the vaccine, which blocked the drug from entering rats' brains, could help reduce overdoses in humans. Well, you want it to work a little bit, right? 
suppose. Yeah, what's, what's the point of it? Well, it's just uh, it's, <clears throat> vaccine seems an odd term. A vaccine against fentanyl. I've got a story here anyway. The deadly drug continues to be smuggled into the homeland. 96% officials say through Mexico, contributing to skyrocketing number of deaths across the country. Researchers at the University of Houston working on a fentanyl vaccine, a series of three shots that causes you. You've got to admire the, the big, the big pH companies, haven't you? Mm. Like you create the problem. Mm with this, like, the most deadly opioid mm-hmm. that's ever been manufactured. And then, oh, guess what? We've got a solution. Mm. And we'll you'll... sell you this as well, you fuckers. So you and you only need three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just one every six months. <laughs> oh, it turns out, you know, after about a month, it's not so good. Mm. Maybe just put you on a fucking drip, man. Planned obsolescence. Yeah. Well, humans, yeah. <laughs> in general. Yeah, fentanyl always reminds me of DOA, you know. Does it? Yeah. Why? The, that old Netflix that, series? Yeah. In what way? The really good one. Well, one of them, spoilers, doesn't one of them <laughs> die of a fentanyl overdose because he finds some patches from this old geezer? Oh, I don't remember that bit. What's yeah, this it's from? Quite, it's the way. Emotional, uh, as I recall. I don't remember. Right. Anyway, carry on. To produce fentanyl <laughs> antibodies, which prevent... The- fentanyl antibodies. <laughs> this This sounds dodged to me, man. Um, yeah, I don't... Fentanyl antibodies, apparently this is making. The drug from entering a person's brain, in turn taking away the euphoric high and all of the life-threatening side effects along with it. Scientists hope to begin human trials on that vaccine in a couple of months. If you can do that, why not change the chemical makeup of fentanyl to remove the, the high or whatever? Yeah, or stop making it. Stop and selling stop, it. And stop fucking making it, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think Just it... bite down on a, a thick piece of cloth if you need surgery. I, I guarantee that this is an mRNA platform. Yeah. That's oh, everything what... is. It's yes. The, it's the future. Yeah, because... There was never anything before. There'll never be anything after. Mm. I'm guessing. It's funny how the definitions of words change, isn't it? Cancer vaccines now, they're talking about. Mm. It kind of sounds what they used to call gene therapy, but I don't know anything. What the farage? Gene therapy, I've not heard that mention for ages. No, it's sound of people don't use that term anymore. Chris it's almost Barra. like it almost like it got replaced with something else. Is that because it was too much like um like GMO foods? Maybe. <laughs> people got a bit arsy about that, didn't yeah. they? Back in the day. Yeah, good reason, probably. Maybe probably not. <laughs> anyway. Three camels escape nativity scene after outsmarting not so wise men. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I should have a clip for this one, I think. Did I get a clip for it? Oh, yes. There it is in purple. Loose camels. <laughs> there were bizarre scenes on the north side today as a caravan of Christmas camels roamed a busy road. You can guess where this clip's from, right, right? All right, mate? Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> where the camels got loose? New Zealand. Oh. They've broken free from a nativity scene at a local church. In Bridgman Downs, not Bethlehem, an unusual scene of peak hour traffic. I'm sure a few people would have thought they were seeing things. I'm sure of it. But it was no mirage. Three camels calmly roaming alongside cars and shocking onlookers. It's not every day that you get to see camels on the side of the road. Cyrus, Benjamin and Morgie were staying... Cyrus. Great names. Cyrus the Great. Mm. 
Benjamin also great. He's a bit of a card, apparently. Cyrus, the camel, yeah, bit of a troll maker. At the local Baptist church, the stars of a real-life nativity scene. But this morning, caroling was replaced with chaos as the owners realised the trio had escaped through the front gate. Your heart drops a bit. It's ah, fucking hell! (laughs) Fuck, they're on the loose, mate. Camel's got loose. It's a bit bigger than a bouncer. Bounce of the dog from no, Neighbours. Wow, niche reference. Yeah, but I bet everyone... 30-year-old soap operas. 30-year-old <laughs> Australian soap operas. References. That's what I'm all about. We're we'll talking about Joe Mangle next. <laughs> yeah. So, um, one of those things where you go, oh, no, where are they? They were walking the road in search of grass. They found plenty in the oh. cemetery half a kilometre away before a group of wise men guided them back home. All's well that ends well in this bizarre Christmas story, but... From- yeah, they only had to put two of them down. Mm. Uh, with fentanyl. <laughs> oh. Now on, the owners will be keeping a very close eye on these crafty camels. Especially Cyrus, the architect of the breakout. He and the other camels will feature in a nativity finale tonight, perhaps an early night at the inn after a day in the spotlight. Garth Burley, 7 News. Oh, what a shame. Glad they got them. They wrangled them. So do you think in that nativity they were doing, like, that one where you do it bit by bit? So, like, whoever who comes first? Is it the shepherds that come first? Or something? Isn't it, isn't it is Mary? Into the sheep? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, it's not it, Mary. Is it Mary and Joseph first, then the shepherds? Yeah. And then the yeah. kings? This is, I don't think they were just hanging around waiting for him to arrive. This is totally gauche anyway. There's no freaking camels there. Yeah, in, it's all in the Middle East. You it's want all... to be careful. I don't want to spend three years in prison for talking about the Bible stories. <laughs> isn't it all astrological? The, the nativity stars, story. The three kings. Yeah, well, you're the three kings and the, the ass. <laughs> get your ass to Mars. You, you, have to get, <laughs> you have to get one Total Recall reference in each episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I bet Dave, we need to get Dangerous Dave Matheson with his big D energy in to tell us about the nativity. <laughs> no. I think there's some astrotheological connections to the nativity story. Let's get him to That'd do that for Christmas us. Episode, I right? think Joseph had to come first. What, what, what? <laughs> Just uh, shoot the juice to me, Bruce. Joseph. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so what you're saying, um, yeah, I, I, the the article wasn't really, it didn't really go into depth at, about the production itself okay. and what role the camels were playing other than Can I laugh a job? Well, it was the Metro. It was oh, Channel fine. 7 News. I'm off. But, yeah, I mean, we... I, I've never been to a nativity with live animals before. No. Other than humans, children. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, I have been to, just been to my uh, son's nativity. You've just been... Oh, right. Yeah. How did it go? It was uh, it was amazing. He did an amazing job. He, he did his line. A new king is born tonight. Nice. Is that his line? Yeah. That's a strong line. What, what was he, the angel Gabriel, something? No, he wasn't. I was a bit disappointed he wasn't the angel Gabriel. But his, uh, I suppose his showstopper was literally the showstopper. He closed the show. I mean, he read a prayer at the oh. end and went, Amen, and sat down. Get out! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't tell us. 
He just got. He, he said. He, he said he was doing this line as an angel, and then at the end of the show, he read out this prayer, and he said, "Oh, I said, oh, why did you not tell us you were doing that? I don't want it to be a surprise." Did you make oh, his oh. costume biblically accurate with just loads of feathers <laughs> and eyeballs? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> he had a piece of tinsel on his head. I had to, we had to supply a white t-shirt and, a, and some white pants. Do you know how hard it's fat? Fine white pants. White trousers, yeah. Yeah, don't make them anymore, do they? No. No. Did you cry? Did you, your wife cry? I, I uh, welled up and then, you know, being a man, I just, just sucked it all back in and, and stored it. Yeah, forced stored them it, emotions. <laughs> put it in that like little black ball of rage that I keep. Oh, yeah, the Within, chakra. Yeah. The ball of rage chakra. Exactly. Yeah. Ready to explode. Yeah. You don't want to be showing emotion. Ugh. No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, dear. No. No emotion here. No. Oh, no, no, no. It's all compressed into Well done, tar. son. Well done, son. Good job. <laughs> oh. Solid. Solid performance. So 80s. <laughs> Should we do some? Uh, should we do some housekeeping? I think we better. Yeah. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Oh my god. This is a value for value podcast. If you like this podcast, you find it valuable. Please consider returning some value. There's a myriad of ways of doing this. And my favourite way of returning value, dropping your eavesdropping ways and becoming a producer of the show, is to spread the word. Either through word of mouth, through uh, posting links. It's going to have to be word of mouth. Oh, well, oh, yeah. well we're yeah. going to get there, yeah. Oh, but God. We're going to get there. But, um, yeah, uh, sh- sharing links, uh, YouTube links or uh, Spotify links yeah. on your Facebook groups you might be in or your <clears throat> Telegram channels or your fucking shit cord discord servers why not write our handles in the front of a library book mm. <laughs> yeah why don't you graffiti us in toilet cubicles yeah that's that's a good one i don't think mm. we've ever graced the walls of a a club toilet cubicle one of those ones that doesn't have a toilet seat oh yeah gross send us an image if you're gonna uh gonna do that and we'll uh well we can't put it on discord <laughs> How else can you become a producer? Buy some merchandise. Oh, gosh. From the Amish loot chest. Link in the Pickles. show notes. Link in the show notes for that if you want a, a T-shirt. Mm. Look at those bad boys. Maybe you don't want a T-shirt. Maybe you want a mug. Oh, that's my favourite. Three weeks to yeah. flatten the earth mo- uh, T-shirt. Mm. Prices are not correct. <laughs> Go to the website <laughs> and check. It might be cheaper. It might be cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Got hoodies there. Mm-hmm. All the usual. Yeah, that's a good way to support us. And you get something to keep as well. <coughs> and I've been told that they're exceptionally high quality. Yeah, I mean, I still wear mine. The merch. Yeah, I've not worn it out yet. I wonder how long till we get banned off Teespring. <laughs> Shortly. Keep it on the down low. Yeah. Um, you can leave us a review, couldn't you? Yeah, that helps. Yeah, um, and then we'll read it out. Um, it all helps with the algo. Um, the algo. The algorithm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you could email us at the Amish Inquisition at gmail.com. Well, I think this is now normally where we would talk about our Discord server, which is our community hub. Sorry, was. Yeah. Was our community hub, and it got nuked, didn't it, on Friday? Uh, was it Friday night? 
Yeah. I think so. Like midnight, when, when we're, none of us were expecting it. Well, I think it was on so Thursday, wasn't it? Was it Thursday? And then, then we found it. out on Friday. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, that would normally be the place where people can uh, mm. submit show artwork and stuff. And it's gone now. We can't be trusted with the internet. No. And it was And it was growing as well, which was slowly, but it was growing. Can't have anything um, nice. And, you know, it was it was a good place. I don't it, think it was even that bad. It wasn't. No. I don't, I know. I don't know what it was, whether it was a re- someone reported us or, mm. or what. I don't know. But um, it's gone. <laughs> so we need a plan B. Yeah. And uh, Helen contacted me, Helen of Troy mm. or Helen of Berkshire. Mm. And uh, the same thing happened to the Occult Rejects a while back. They got their Discord mm. nuked and they set up uh, an alternative platform on Element, which is a similar sort of thing. Looks just like Discord, operates like Discord, but it's decentralized. Mm. And it is, as far as we can tell, unnukable. <laughs> Who, who's at the controls? Well, it's whoever's an admin. Okay, so but could an admin, could we piss off an, an admin enough to get nuked again? I don't think so. I was wondering if there's anything we can, can we not get like an old computer just on all the time that hosts it, that runs its own service? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, I think you can, but I don't know enough about it to be able to do that. Well, Helen has been in touch with Eric, who built the Occult Rejects element. Oh, okay. And between them, they've built us one. Oh. It's ready to go. Boom. So there you are. What a gift. Thank you, guys. So I can't thank you enough for all your help. And, uh... I mean, I mean, I imagine you get an executive producer status for such an action. Fucking steady on, man. <laughs> steady on. <laughs> you don't just throw them out. We'll we'll think of something to do. <laughs> All right. What about runner then? <laughs> <laughs> so I was, um, yeah, I was on there today. We were finishing some bits up and uh, going going around it all and uh, working it out. And I think the plan will be to sort of release it to a few people this week for like a bit of beta testing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if it all goes well, then we'll start posting the links. Nice. So I got to talk to Helen actually. Talk to her for the first time. All right. Nice. Mm. Does she yes. does she speak like Hamish Annabelle? <laughs> no. No, no, no. Much... Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> a fucking your fucking Discord, right? Fucking. <laughs> Is that um, Hardy guy what? from? That's what I was gonna say. Pinky it... Blinders. Yeah. What? <laughs> It is. The fuck are you about, mate? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you want to get on element, mate? It's fucking beautiful. It's like, like Margate. That's amazing. It's my, it's my favourite accent of yours now, Phil. Is it? Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, that's exactly what she sounds like. Good. <laughs> so I said, I said, <laughs> right. <laughs> This is what's going to happen, right? Helen, you're going to go to the Zoka Shack, <coughs> right? You're going to set up the element server, right? Arthur will help you. 
Right. And once that's in place, that's when we move. We move from <laughs> the Discord <coughs> to France. And then we move from France to Element. Okay. What so a plan. That's how it's happening. Good. Slow, slowly, slow and steady this week. <coughs> Hopefully. So by that's uh, how you new, win the race, I've heard. By new one. By, by new one. <laughs> by, by new year, Q1. We'll be ready to go. Yeah. Very good. And uh, yeah, I was gutted with the timing of the Discord because I was thinking about starting Q1, starting the new year, doing a newsletter. Ooh. Like a, a monthly newsletter and sort of then having that secondary um, line of communication. If any, anything happened to the Discord, we'd be able to email people. But, right. uh, you know, it's just shit that it happened this week, you know. But fuck it, Sean. <laughs> fuck it, no. We will prevail. I'm fucking mugging you off, mate. I know. Uh, I mean, it's not like uh, we've been bombarded with uh, with 800-meter ice cubes by, <laughs> by Discord admins. So, you know. <laughs> we live to fight another day. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so I was keeping an eye on the show notes, I guess. And uh, I'll, I'll invite you to and maybe a few other select people this week and then to test it out. And then uh, maybe in the new year, we'll uh, start pimping it. Mm-hmm. Pimp my server. Nice. All right. Any other ways to become a producer? Um, how how are people going to send show artwork? By the email? You can do, yeah. 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 We've got, uh, obviously, we didn't get any. It's like we've now, I don't know, any producer list. And we lost all the news articles and stuff for this week. Mm. But uh, I, I did some show art for this week. Where is it? 262. There, it <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? What are you laughing at that? It's just because your burp introduced it. Oh, it, was like, it was like the sound. Limp dick city. Sound of Antonio uh, sliding across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. I think that's, that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, I like that. It's a Russell battle this afternoon. Good. Ain't uh, no thing. Like a... Chicken wing. <laughs> or uh, you know some show artwork yeah good email it to us for the time being that's our only source of communication or the best source anywhere is uh, email at the arms inquisition at gmail.com mm-hmm. any other ways to become a producer um, you could always toss us a coin absolutely toss a coin to your witcher do it for the lads 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 you know because oh we're northern and we're Bloody miserable, and the weather's fucking shit. What's the armistinquisition.com? You'll find a paper button there. <laughs> I got heavy legs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> sometimes typos. Typos are glorious, aren't they? Sometimes. Autocorrects. Go to the armistinquisition.com and you'll find the PayPal button there. You can give us a one off donation, sign up for a monthly recurring sustained donation. And it all helps uh, keep the lights on, pay for the heater. <laughs> it's the main cost at the moment. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the web holes and everything. And it helps us keep this shit show on the road. Yes. So, uh, yeah, do that. Only you fuckers out there can save Plotland. And, and keep, keep us going. the shit show going. Yeah, man. Right, shall we, uh, is it time? Is it time to thank the producers? Time to big up the man dems, yo. <laughs> it's time to big up the man dems, yo. Right, producers for episode 262, we have 
Emma Bridges, Martin Young, and Helen of Troy. Nice. Thank you. You're so amazing. They are. Well, yeah, yeah a lot of fucking so down there. Like, uh, amazing. You know what? Love. Literally the best man. <laughs> Helen is. Helen's been fantastic this week. She's done loads of the work on the element service, so thank you, Helen. Thank you. Literally. The best mate. Yeah, and you're extremely cool. You you are extremely cool, guys. Because I'm literally a communist. The dwarf. The cadets. The great. The homophobe. The wings. The base. The sigma chat. The corn Chance. The number 11. The blind man. The big jungus. The people. The mother. From hell. My own Thanks for your support for another week. And Eric. Yes, we can't forget Eric. Eric was is the, the technical guy mm. who knows his way around a keyboard. Wizard. And the winter webs and the uh, probably blockchain and all that kind of stuff. He's, oh, he's the, the, the mastermind behind the element thing. Excellent. Rick Wakeman. Yeah. Wizard on the keyboard. Wizard on the keys, yeah. yeah. Good Excellent. shout, yeah. Um, I think a special mention should also go to Emma Bridges who's a producer this week, because as far as I can tell, um, Emma found us on YouTube and binged, started binging our videos. Oh, Emma. (laughs) And not only did she hook us up with a potential guest with an email, Mm -hmm. um, she also donated. Wow. And I think this is our fastest conversion in Amish history. That's excellent. Because I think on average it probably takes six months, maybe on average, for someone to start to find us, start listening, and to uh, toss us a coin. For it to set in. Yeah, so I think this is a record. To be poisoned. Yeah. It's Mm. like, what fucking recession, mate? Gonna make it rain. (laughs) Dance for me, you filthy northern slags. Mm. Wow. Why do you have to always take it there? Is that going in the newsletter? Trying to be entertaining. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not filthy northern slug. No. Man, if it was 17 to 1, I guess I, we'd I, all I still be. don't fancy my chances. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, cool. Right. You are extremely cool, guys. <laughs> they are. Mm. Literally the best man. I had a, DIY, a new DIY. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no! Just hover it over the road. No, you, you, you need to uh, pound that mid-strength beer. I'm, I'm going as fast as I can. Yeah, it's made from rice. Is it? Apparently. It's not even made from wheat or barley. It's, yeah, it's probably that stuff involved. Talking about it's Budweiser. Like, something's going on with rice and Budweiser. I uh, had a new DIY experience this week. I changed the front door handle. Ooh, mortise lock. I'm just saying words that I know are associated with doors. Off a 30-year-old UPPC door with an exquisite rose um, stained glass detail. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it, the rose? (laughs) That's why we bought a house. (laughs) It's classy. Yeah. I was coming out from work, um, like the the missus and the kids left left at about quarter eight on Wednesday morning. So um, that gave me about half an hour to have a brew, psych myself up for the day's graft. (laughs) And... uh, as I was leaving the front door, I pulled the door and the fucking handle came off in my hand. So Doesn't I, know his own strength. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's sheared off from 
a years of abuse, yes. mainly from the kids. Watching uh, all those episodes of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Hey, it gets inside you. <laughs> Limp Dick City. Limp Dick City. So uh, I had to get a new handle <laughs> to measure it up and change the door handle. It's a fucking piece of piss. Is it? I can't believe how easy it is. Yeah, two screws. Right. And uh, But the thing was, right, it was brass, the old handle. So right. the night before I fixed it, I said, are we going to have chrome? Because everything else is chrome. Mm. And she went, well, then the freaking letterbox is brass, isn't it? So you'll have to do letterbox. I had to change letterbox as well. And that were a twat. That's <laughs> a butcher door, UPVC door with, oh, God. with a junior hacksaw and a pad saw. A junior hacksaw? Yeah. What, what's this senior hacksaw? Um, a man-sized one. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, uh, a, an adult-sized one. <laughs> wow. Adult junior. Right, okay. What was the other saw? Pad, pad saw. What's a pad saw? It's basically a handle with a saw. Is that a Japanese it Starts thing? off wide and goes to a point. Oh, someone left one of those in between my floorboards. Oh, and that, my... yeah, it'll be mine. <laughs> so it's, be in mine. My, it's in my garage now. Sorry, right, I've got... Got an air in the spare. Oh, right, that's fine. <laughs> How is Phil's dog doing this week? Yeah, any freezer escapades? Not since the raw chicken. No, we put we put baby gate uh, baby gates baby locks on the freezer, mm. so uh, he can't get in there now. No, poor Zeusy. He's not done anything daft other than that. You do have a leather sofa though, so I imagine those days are numbered. Oh, it's already fucked. We've got two kids. <laughs> no, yeah, no, but he, he's basically, he's, you know, he will chew it and eat it. It's, it's been all right. He does pick the cushions up and rag them occasionally, the cushions off the sofa. Right. Not the ones you sit on, like the arm no. cushions. <laughs> yeah. mm. That's what happens. Shit happens, doesn't it? He's yeah. got a new bed. Oh, he's got a new bed. I'll, I'll tell you about the bed. The anti-anxiety bed. Anti-anxiety bed. That yes. makes them think the curl up with the mother. Mm. And uh, he tried to rag that when I put it down. <laughs> I teach this better lesson. Yeah, but now he's finally settled into it. Dog is all good. 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 All good. Just a bit of windy pops from all the frozen food. Wild. But yeah, apart from that, good. That was a bit boring. That was an anticlimax. Normally he's like eating, you know, a week's worth of food for the family. Or a neighbour. In, in between an episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, we're just learning, you know, that you can't leave anything under five feet, feet any food items. Is that oh, why you put your the, telly on the wall? He's, he's had the missus's lunch bag again. Okay. I think it's the fifth one of hers. She left something in it. A what she wants? A well, like a Bakelite Transformers lunchbox with a, 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 an integrated flask. You won't be able to get through that. They're atomic. <laughs> I mean, he crushes tin cans. Uh, crush. He's, he, you find tin, if you leave a baked bean can used on the side, he will just perforate the entire thing. He's gonna cut his poor mouth. Well, he's done it several times. I don't. I don't get it. He's just. He's kind of retarded. <laughs> oh, you retard! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Why don't I have it? You, just you pressed it. it. Are you retarded? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. The dog is, yeah. Uh, any anecdotes you want to share before we finish off with some some funny stuff? Before you finish? Wow, because our anecdotes <laughs> wouldn't be funny, would they? Get him out of the way. <laughs> get, the, get the funny stuff in. 
No. <laughs> I've done my anecdote for the uh, the week. Oh, yeah, my balls scanned. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah, so how how small was the clamp that they had to use? <laughs> it was... There was no clamp. <laughs> what are you talking did about? You, did you experience any shrinkage? Uh, not that I know of. I, I let down mm. with my trousers down. It just sort of flopped over you. Yeah. Off the most <laughs> there, there was a. <laughs> you got this like wand out and put some gel on. Oh. Expelliarmus! <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got him, We got him. And uh, yeah, just. Yeah, there was no. He was very professional about it. He, he flopped the old. The lad over to the other side when he had to do the other one. Did he use a wand to manoeuvre your junk he, rather than his he hands? He did. He used the wand to flip the lad over. Uh, and that's how I knew he was a professional. Wow. I know, right? And then he, he did some probing up round, you know, the bit that hurts if you get flicked or kicked in your nads. Mm. Up here in the in the stomachal area. Like my back. Where's your back doing? <laughs> and then he, he went round the old, um, the boys, and... Uh, some photos and said, "Ring <laughs> the doctor be, in a week." These will be on the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in an hour. yeah. I'm going to put this on this element server I've just signed up to. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was one of those disposable cameras. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a medical professional. Be nice to ask questions. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, seems all right. But I don't know the results yet, so. What? <laughs> what what are you being tested for? To make I, sure that they're alive? I assume they think something's up, otherwise they wouldn't be putting me through all this. I think you might have shit ball irregularities. <laughs> I think said, it might be a, a, some inflammation around the old vast deferens, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> right. Bring out the testicle wand. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it was like a it was like a wand, like an electric Fucking toothbrush or something. Oh, yeah. Okay, God. so it was smaller than like the one that it was you use for, for babies. Yeah, you had to go over them a few times, make a few sweeps <laughs> to get a full image. Mm. But I assume that's just normal, right? And then I don't know. I've never had my testicles scanned by an ultrasound right wand. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for your internal scan. <laughs> Up the back again. I believe no, it, was, uh, it was all right. I think you can have an internal. Something like a prostate exam. Well, a scan, I think. I think. I think you there just is send something. one of those Star Wars things down the cabin to map it all. Yeah. Mm. Fuck my inner asshole yeah, exactly. with your wand. Yeah, so that was it. Is and that, uh, is that what you said to him? No, I did, I did not say any words to him at all. No <laughs> words were spoken. How um, ashamed did you feel when you were cleaning off the gel? I, I did have to clean appointment. off the gel. He, <laughs> at, the, he, at the end of the appointment. He left some <laughs> tissue. <laughs> clean yourself up, will you? Yeah. Really? I meant to clean myself up, yeah. Gosh. Slower. I had a cry in the shower when I got back. <laughs> <laughs> did your balls ache afterwards, after they were prodded? The bit he was poking around my stomach... Yeah, hurt and that hurt my right testicle as well at the same time. So there is something. The leg on. bones connected to the <laughs> testicle. We called righty. Yeah. yeah. Maybe like your right testicle controls your entire body. Hey, it's likely. <laughs> it would explain a lot. <laughs> the big right one has got a lot to answer for. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll keep you posted. I mean, you know, how long ago was that now? The, the scan, mm. 
It was a week on Wednesday just gone. So it's been a week and a half. Yeah. Oh, if there was anything, you would have heard out heard by now, I think. Yeah. You think? If there was anything uh, Apparently, I have to phone them up. You have trying. to phone them up. Yeah, can't get in touch with anyone at yes. the doctors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if there was something untoward, they would be ringing you up sharpish, I would, I would suggest. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Amish Ben, we have discovered you have a hollow testicle. You have a black hole in your scrotum. Hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Right. Hollow really? testicle theory has been debunked, hasn't it? Hollow <laughs> testicle theory. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yeah, I don't know. It's. Um, I mean, I don't use them for much. So. <laughs> Just for resting mugs on. Yeah, if if I have to get it replaced, I'd like to keep the original in a, in a jar for in here. Well, <laughs> replaced? What, have a prosthetic? Well, isn't that what they do? Yeah. Don't we know so. someone who had one uh, removed? You can school. get, you can, <clears throat> I've heard, did we not know someone who had a twisted testicle? Yeah, that's what I think this might be. But It's untwisted itself. Well, it's done something. You sprained a testicle. <laughs> yeah, I've sprained it. So adventurous in the bedroom. <laughs> Was it like one of those times when you... It's playing on mystery, man. This shit won't happen. <laughs> Just sometimes, have you ever sat on one? Yes. On a bike. That's that's, that's the I'm, worst. So maybe you did that. And like, oh, not for ages, though. I mean, this is this is a new new thing. Reminds me of the urban myth of the guy who dislocated his uh, hip in a in a oh, pub, rugby player. A Sunday league football match. I oh, is it? All oh, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. It is a. Oof. And he screamed so loud he ripped his own vocal cords. Oh, that, Why? That was Andy as well. Why did he scream? Oh right, we missed the story. Yeah, well, we could, well the, the, oh, yeah. the myth isn't it that the the testicle went into the into the hip joint, <laughs> and so then they put it back in, <laughs> and. Like a man ran on the pitch and put it back in. And... <laughs> I can sort it out, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Helen Fucking from Berkshire. Bite on it. this. <laughs> All right. Crunch. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> You're embarrassing yourself. Yeah. So hopefully it'll be all right. But, you know, if I, if I have to have it out, it's coming in here. <laughs> I don't think I have to have a testicle removed. And it's probably pretty fucking easy, just like a hot iron, isn't it? Just mm. bang itself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you'd, you'd be like a half a eunuch. Does that mean... I mean, they used to do that in the old days. Yeah, no, no. You'd probably just get your pissed. What would the, what would the implications be? Just testosterone issues, I guess. Might start growing moobs. That's what I was going to say. If you, like, have one More, removed... More, bigger. <laughs> if you have one removed, does that mean that you only have 50% testosterone? I don't know. I don't or does know. the other one start producing more? Isn't there other glands like in your brain that produce different stuff? No, pituitary. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah there is. Yeah. No. Yeah. P- pineal gland. I think uh, there's an argument that blokes should be taking testosterone supplements. Whoa! I, by the way, don't take medical advice from this oh, podcast shit. or anything oh, like. Oh no, we can get banned. But uh, yeah, I've, I've heard of guys who routinely take testosterone once they get over a certain age because it uh, naturally starts depleting. Mm. And then they fight everything! (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't recommend it. uh, Certainly I don't need to do it. Some men need to get their balls off, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like you? Maybe. (laughs) Time time will tell. (laughs) Because she she sat on one. (sighs) Crushed and twisted it. Crushed Mm. and twisted. 
I'm twisting my melon, man. Will that be the last time you'll ever use a cock ring on your balls? I don't think. I don't think I've ever used a cock ring on my balls. Right. Have you ever tied them off? No. Right. Oh, here you go. See, Matt Apocalypse, don't use TRT. T- talking from personal experience, obviously. Don't do TRT unless you need it. It shrinks your nads, so you become dependent on it. There you go. Right. What are you pointing at? Where are my testicles, Summer? <laughs> Where are my testicles, Summer? Is that why my balls are so massive? You do. Because <laughs> you use a cock ring on the regular. Just you tied them off 10 be, years ago. Yeah, but they produce so much testosterone. Well, it's, not, it's not stored in the balls. Pee is stored it in is. the balls. That's, that's why they use the wand. Oh, God. Oh, here comes some medical misinformation ban again. <laughs> Hang on, they're going to take this room off us. <laughs> right, should we move on? Yes. Um, I was listening to uh, No Agenda, as I do every week. It's my well, my favourite podcast, probably. And um, Adam was going off about an article that was on M- NBC about the farmers' protest, the Dutch farmers' protest. Mm. The he, farmer. He was uh, born and raised in Holland. He's famous in Holland as a TV presenter. Oh, yeah. Before, like MTV and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was going on off a, on this article, and I thought you guys might find this interesting. If I can find the clip. And then the next one, I'll just read this, and then you have to read it. I've cut it down, obviously, because it, it was like five minutes. This is like the last minute or so. For yourself. As conspiracy-driven telegram groups, right-wing commentators, and some lawmakers would baselessly put it, Dutch farms are being shut down to make space for asylum seekers. Right-wing populists around the world have offered their support for the farmer stand, including former President Donald Trump, France's Marine Le Pen, and Poland's far-right populist government. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on into uh, just uh, racist. The only thing they don't do is mention us. Everything else is in there. Tucker, Russell Brand, every, everyone got a mention. Tucker, Everybody Russell got a mention. Brand. We didn't get a single mention. Although I did call this well, we douchebag out, this, what's his name? Patrick Smith. Oh, is it? At P. Is Smith. Is that the writer? Yeah, at P. Smith on Twitter. He immediately blacked me. So we, oh, we know hey, this we guy. know P. Smith, yeah. Oh. Well, I, I don't really know. I've met him a few times. You'll probably see him again in February, maybe? Yeah. Oh, Yes, good shout. Maybe, yeah. He blocked you blocked me. on Twitter. Yeah, this on. is the stuff you were, the latest from uh, Patrick. Let's see what else he reports on. Harry and Meghan take direct aim at the royal family. Okay, thank you. Uh, what the U.S. sending a Patriot missile defense system to Ukraine could mean for Putin's war. Ancient coins unearthed in desert cave. I mean, this guy, is he's, he's quite oh, yeah, all over the place. That's stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so so I, so I said we were going to shave I, his head and, and, walk, and march him naked down Main Street. Turns out the guy's bald, so it was kind of a bad, it's definitely a bad threat. Oh, that's bad why he blocked you. He doesn't like to be pushed pushed around <laughs> by threat. bald. Bad threat. Yeah, I checked it out. So um, I checked the Twitter handle, and it is the the person we're thinking about. Wow, he's probably got some uh, yeah he's, hits from that. Well, yeah, a million listeners. I guess he will. Sure. I guess he'll be blocking quite a few people. Mm. Oh, we should get him on. So what was he saying then? He was saying that the Dutch farmer protests is is it's being commandeered by white supremacists, conspiracy theories, uh, theorists, right. racists. Right. Russell Brand, Tucker Carlson. Russell Brand is a racist. Patrick Smith. 
thinks Russell Brand thinks he's a conspiracy theorist, so he falls under the same umbrella wow. with everyone else. Donald Trump, think, Marie, I mean, Marine Russell Le Pen. Brand, he's like a lefty. <laughs> Depends on the Overton window, doesn't it? What mm-hmm. constitutes a lefty or a righty? Wow. Well, socialist. At I don't least. know. Um, I've not got the link in the show. And I've not put it in the. Uh, because I did read the article. It's quite a long article. It's about this a particular Dutch farmer he's focusing on, but the uh, protests as a whole. If I remember, I'll put a link in the show notes to the actual article and you can read it. But you'll probably be infuriated. So rage. <laughs> yeah. Um, sticking with uh, no agenda. Same episode. I couldn't resist pulling this clip. I like it when it gets a little soft, but. But if you can find someone who smokes it correctly. <laughs> I like it when it gets a little soft. It's good. Good clip that, no? It's good, yeah. yeah. You don't like it. Yeah. Is that what the ultrasonographer did? Limp Dick City. <laughs> Limp Dick City. I like it when it gets a little soft. You're embarrassing yourself. That's what I say. Who's got the biggest cock? <laughs> okay, should we move on? Yeah. Do you want to, uh, should we do some Christmas gift ideas? I've got one for you. Oh. Everyone, this is Donald Trump. Oh. Hopefully your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln, <laughs> better than Washington. Am I not allowed to laugh out loud during this? Why not? Well, it's hilarious, isn't it? I thought it was, I better be... than Lincoln. <laughs> better than Washington. It looks the like founder. A... <laughs> <laughs> Look at him trying to whistle there. Has he lost a bit of weight? Nerves. Yeah, <laughs> Do you think? No. Is it just a good suit? With an important announcement to make, I'm doing my first official. Is <laughs> there at the end? Oh, God. Look at it. He's put himself on Mount Rushmore. How amazing. <laughs> How modest. I mean, he's the best president, better than better than Lincoln, better than Washington. Right? Yeah, I mean, really, he should have chiseled all those those losers off, really, shouldn't well, he? Just yeah, just it, put his all in. nuked them. The five phases of the Donald. Donald J. Trump NFT collection. <laughs> wow. Holding the, the light of liberty Oh, there. fuck. The fucking, what's it called, that? Is it Rushmore? Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Yeah. So was that a card? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right the dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> These are the NFTs. Oh, God. Get them while they're hot. Right here and right now, they're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. These cards feature some of... The- oh, fuck me. <laughs> Is that like a Trump baby in a spacesuit? <laughs> That's so weird. He's got Morpheus glasses on. It's like something like from Voltron, isn't it? That oh, spacesuit. God. What was that game? And it was set, it was like on the, I remember playing on a PlayStation 3 and it was set in an underwater. Um, I called the dolphin. Bio, post Bioshock. Bioshock, yeah. And they were called Big Daddies. Do you remember? Uh, yes, they were. And that's what they looked like if they were a Donald Trump baby space man. Well, it's like, I'm the Big Daddy. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. The really incredible artwork pertaining. Oh, my. Look at that. That's a power stance. So. Yes. Um, apparently standing like this has some kind of effect on the body and relaxes you seems to have an effect on his shadow because 
that hand isn't. Yes. <laughs> I think he's concentrating his chi, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. In the, in the, the main aiming, chakra. He's aiming for the prostate. In now, the is that white a trim on his waistcoat, or is just like just a really bad fitting shirt? I think it's just bad. Terrible, isn't it? Even the like the the photoshopping is really ropey AF. It is. It to is. my life and my career, it's been very exciting. You can collect your Trump digital cards, just like a baseball card or <laughs> other collectibles. Here's one of the best parts. Each card comes with an automatic chance to win amazing prizes, like dinner with me. I don't know if that's an amazing prize, but it's what we have. That's <laughs> all you've got. That's <laughs> all you've got, you mean. Wow, that's, he sounded almost normal then for a sentence. Did there was almost... Um, There's a bit of... Self-deprecation. Oh, yeah, Humanity. modicum of modesty. Mm. Golf with you and a group of your friends at one of my beautiful golf courses, and they are beautiful. I'm also doing Zoom calls, a one-on-one meeting, autographing memorabilia, and so much more. We're doing a lot. My official... We're doing a lot. <laughs> so the elephant is the symbol, symbol the isn't it? Of the GOP, isn't it? Yeah, Republican. yeah, elephant and the donkey. It's the donkey, isn't it? The Democrats. Democrats one, yeah. Is it? Yeah. All yeah. oh, right. Okay. Yeah. After Don yeah, Quixote. This is this world we're living in is a simulation. It's a donkey. <laughs> okay. Okay. Trump digital trading cards are ninety nine dollars, which doesn't sound like very much for what you're getting. Buy. Uh, I'm not sure about that. That's a lot. What's the going rate on a, like a hot NFT? Well, like a like board ape. Minus 10p? I think probably now <laughs> it's minus 10p, but they've been going going up to stupid money, like all this crypto nonsense. I, I thought it, it was like, you know, loads of them had <clears throat> crashed, these sort of NFT sales. Yeah, I thought, yeah, he's, he's what you would call late to the party, I mm-hmm. imagine. However... I don't know if you've got this, but I believe they all sold out. Really? Oh, well, of course oh, yes. they would have done. Oh, better, better make some more then. One, and you will join a very it's exclusive community. It's my community, and I think it's something you're going to like, and you're going to like it a lot. They also make perfect <laughs> gifts, so wow. you can buy them. That's <laughs> <not> <laughs> <only>. <laughs> he, for the for the listeners, audio only. <laughs> there's a card. Donald Trump with the Trump Superman uniform underneath his Trump suit, um, suit sh- shooting lasers think, yeah, from his eyes, there, yeah. <laughs> stood in front of Trump Tower. I mean, yeah. where am I? I know, right? I tell you, it's a simulation. When are the Biden living in, you're living in the matrim, Matrix. <laughs> the Matrix. <laughs> I'm living in the Matrix. Helen says, spot the Freemason symbol there. Is it the laser eye? Yeah, I was just going to say, is it the laser beams? <laughs> well, you're, well, yeah, you're right. It's the it's the square and compass. Uh, if you look at the, oh, yeah, the, the angle of the, the laser beams the with the shirt. angle of his shirt, that's all. Oh, you could you could interpret that as a Freemasonic symbol. Mm, yes. Nothing is a mistake. If only that... that I think this is a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> if only that T on his chest was a G. <laughs> yeah. Then, uh, then he would be the ultimate G. Well, grand architect of the universe. <laughs> With your credit card or crypto, all you need is an email address. Go to collecttrumpcards.com. And presumably a lobotomy as well. Uh, as well yeah. as your email address. Absolutely. Full frontal, please. 
Jay. Come and buy your Trump digital trading cards right now before they are all gone, and they will be gone. Mm. This is my first official <laughs> Trump trading card NFT collection, and you get a chance to meet me. Go to collect. Oh, my word. I love that one. It's amazing. He's, uh, he's, he's launching. Mm. There's some uh, some lunar symbology going on there. <laughs> the, the moon. Is he wearing sunglasses again? Or is, he's, so. is, is it like the, his own eyebrows are casting a shadow? I see he wears his glasses when he's going to space. Mm. Stop his eyeballs from exploding. Trumpcards.com right now. And remember, <laughs> Christmas is coming. <laughs> I didn't even notice that one the first time. Riding the white stallion. How many of these did he make? <laughs> you must have to make thousands to make any money. I think you, uh, do, you make one, don't you? Is that not the well, whole that, deal? That's what yeah. I mean, but he must have made thousands of images. Maybe that someone mentioned before that the quality was awful, which they are. So maybe that's why, because he had to make tens of thousands in order to make it a money spinner. Behold a pale horse. Yes. <laughs> and this makes a great oh, yes. Christmas. Oh, classy. Uh, it's the Christmas one. Oh, oh everyone yeah. said it already. Pale horse, pale horse. Oh, yeah. 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 Gift. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Wow. No purchase necessary. A million. It's made a million. Oh so what's that? Is that 100,000 NFTs sold? More. Oh, than, oh no, the $100 each. $10,000. $100 each. Is it 10000 How much did the artist get? Well, he did it him himself. <laughs> oh, he, yeah. Well, it looks like By it. By the looks of it, yeah. <laughs> Um, I imagine that was his court a million as well. So I can't imagine it was, you know, everyone was doing it for free. You never know. Maybe. The MAGA army mobilized and uh, made some shit art. Well, a lot of commentators are saying he's, he's basically torpedoing his, his own campaign with shit like this. No. Keep going, Donald. He's talking to his base, isn't he? He's the, his base Sigma Chad. It's all about the base. <laughs> Based Sigma Chad, they love it. They said this in the like in his previous campaigns. Oh no, 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 no! People won't vote for him because, um, you know, he's, he's embarrassing himself. He's saying stupid things. Too brash. Yeah, yeah. And they were missing the point, weren't they? they were. Well, I mean, you got to look at the competition, man, as well. Like, you know. mm. Oh man, I, I don't know who's going to run against him. Biden hasn't got four more years, surely has he? Nah. He's got four more weeks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Joe. Lion dog face pony soldier. Is there any like <clears throat> up and coming Democrats like <laughs> Bernie Sanders? <laughs> Bernie, yeah, some youth. Got some youth in. Uh, is Bernie into his mid 80s now? Oh, yeah, Bernie's too old. And uh, he, he got screwed last time. Mm. The, the, uh, the party, the mechanics <laughs> of the party screwed him over last time. Hillary, yeah. Hillary's machine mm. ate him up, mm. spat him out. Look, he's still alive. <coughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know who's going to run against Trump. Assuming Trump gets the nomination, you know, he might not. If, Ron DeSantis uh, is, is doing better, apparently. Well, you know, if I were him, I'd say, well, I'll sit this one out, man. Mm. Uh, yeah, you two knock yourselves out. I'll be ready in four years. He's only a young guy. He's not seem like the type of person to do that. Oh, Ron DeSantis, or yeah, right. Oh yeah, not Trump. No, Trump's obviously going to run. Yeah, but uh, yeah, 
if it, it depends whether he gets the nomination. Like, mm. uh, if DeSantis runs to be the candidate, then he might scupper Trump. Yeah. But I, if I was him, I would say, no, leave it. Leave it for four years. I'm young. These guys are fucking ancient. Mm. He's going to get a lot of shit, isn't he? Over if he, you know, from the, from the Trump supporters. Yeah, I presume so, because you're splitting the base, aren't you? Mm. But they tend to unify behind a candidate once it's done. Because yeah. it's going to be either him, a DeSantis, or a Democrat, yeah. or fucking <laughs> cackling Kamala or something, isn't it? Or yeah. that guy, that shit house from uh, California. You know, the one, the, the French Laundry guy. Uh, Gavin Newsom. I don't know. The absolute shyster. The guy who did cars in the 70s. Yeah, probably. Probably the same guy. Anyway, um, I think we should wrap up. It's getting late. Let's Sun's see. getting low. Sun is getting low, it is. isn't it? Last one before Christmas. Mm. Yeah, Christmas this time next week. We'll be merry. Ah, yes. Yeah, I'll be, um, I'm bloody, I might be uh, drunk. I don't know. Might be like might drunk. Be a, you turn into a valley drunk. girl. Like. <laughs> yeah, you might be like feeling that testicle. I think I, I, I probably will be. I'll, I'll be, I might be asleep. Yeah. yeah. It's late, isn't it? Will you be in your Udi? Oh Woody. my God, it's amazing. It's like, like being a budgie. You put the hood up and I'm instantly asleep. It's amazing. You know, like a budgie cage, you put a blanket over it when you go to bed and it just goes to sleep. Yeah. I'm like that with an Udi hoodie. Put it up and I'm I'm gone. I don't even know what an Udi is. It's like a giant oversized hoodie. <laughs> oh, of, the yeah. missus has one. It's yeah. like a massive fluffy thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's because you're not au fait with the internet anymore. Amazing. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Shall we um, shall we sign off then? Oh, yes. Let's mm. do that. Are we going to do what? Obviously, we're not going to do one next Sunday. I was thinking, could we maybe squeeze a barn raising in between Christmas and New Year, do you think? No, I don't see why not. I suppose. We've yeah. got a day in that, that weird, milky time period between Christmas and New Year. Well, if we're going yeah. out, we could do one. I think we've done that before. Yeah. We've done an early one and then gone out with mm. the others. Is there a so. night out planned? No, I think not at the moment, but no. I think there will be. Mm. Well, okay. I was. Um, we could have a night out. We could. <laughs> yeah, stream it live. Fucking. <laughs> hey, fucking. Whatever. Fucking. Uh. <laughs> Nicky Brown in the warehouse. Yeah. Oh, God. No. You guys are so old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I was watching uh, Ivor Cummings. You know, I, do you remember Ivor Cummings from the dark days of the Divic 91? Mm. He was doing all these videos about the numbers <laughs> and uh, and stuff. And uh, I don't know what's happened to him, but uh, this is the opening from his latest video. Hey all, it's freezing cold in Ireland, but have I got a hot one for you today. So it's a two-hander. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> oh, about modest, eh? <laughs> Have I got a hot one for you today? It's got a hot one. Mm. Very good. Well, so it's a two-hander. Any more? <laughs> Any more innuendo for us? In your endo. It was massive. <laughs> good. Right. Okay. We go? Yes. So you uh, have a very merry Christmas or whatever, and a happy New Year, and we will see you. Sometime between now and then. Yeah, we might not. We, if we're doing a barn raising in between, we probably won't 
video stream it. No. 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 Unless no. we do like a beta test on the... <laughs> Pardon me. What the fuck? Have I got a hot one for you today? We um, maybe beta test on the element server or something. Oh, uh, yeah. Just for shits and giggles. This around with that. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, well, are you entertained or what? I am, am entertained. Are you not entertained? <laughs> good. I love you. Happy holidays, everyone. Yeah. Have a good Christmas. That's a solid way to end. This was it, was it epic? Epic? Epic dub. Yes. Yep. Cool. Yes. See you on the other side. Yes, Everybody goodbye. have a great Saturnalia. Yeah, have a Saturnalia. When was that? A couple of days ago, right? No, it'll be uh, winter solstice, 22nd, 23rd. No, 21st. I think it changes a bit. It's usually the 22nd. What? It might be the 21st. But... Oh, well. I hope you all don't get destroyed by falling ice cubes. Mm. Congratulations on becoming a doctor of thugonomics. <laughs> right. Thanks, folks. Goodbye. See you later. They know what they're doing, Lair. And the sea is always right. I like what you got. Good job. Boots, it takes it out. I can. Nikita goes, my darling queen. Do you see this shit? I am going to aim for the prostate in the men. I like it when it gets a little soft. I like it when it gets a little soft. So it's a two-hander. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Have I got a hot one for you today?